Hello and welcome to the Fintech Australia podcast, presented by Tier 1 People, leaders in fintech executive search. I'm Dexter Cousins, and in today's show, we're joined by Shaul David, Head of Banking with Rails Bank. But before we talk to Shaul, a shout out to our awesome partners, Fintech Australia. They're a member-driven organisation building an ecosystem of Australian fintechs advancing the global economy. We share their mission to build a strong community, foster connections and support innovation. If you're not a member yet, go to fintechaustralia.org.au forward slash join dash now. Sure. Welcome to the show. Hey, Dexter. Good to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Mate, well... You're welcome. It's um, I feel like you know it's long overdue because we would have certainly seen each other a couple of times at events this year, and unfortunately, um, we've had to settle for a podcast. Yeah, it's been hard, uh, but at least we can talk now without all the uh, background noise, you know. Well, that's it. Yeah, and the interruptions. I think when we were at Singapore, we we managed to say two words to each other, and then uh, yeah, we, we were spent, interrupted we the whole time. time. Exactly, spent about half an hour together, but saying hello to other people. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, mate, it's a, an exclusive uh, relationship now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, mate, it's a, it's great to have you on, and I'm I'm really pleased to be able to share with our listeners um, Rails Bank because a lot of them wouldn't be familiar with what you guys do. So, I wondered if you could just kind of give everybody the you know the, the quick overview of Rails Bank and and what you guys are about. Yeah, sure. Uh, so RailsBank, um, we're a banking as a service platform. Um, and, and our mission is to enable every company to be a fintech. Um, basically, what that means is we enable companies uh, to embed a financial service in their a financial product in their product uh, offering to their customers to increase engagement and to increase uh, um, stickiness of customers. And, and, and they can do that without all the hassle of uh, connecting to uh, an incumbent bank, uh, which means a lot of investment up front uh, and a long time to uh, get to speed, uh, to, to get to market. So we provide a, a whole range of, of services from uh, our licenses, our tech, obviously, uh, issuing cards, issuing bank accounts, um, and, and we're connected to the infrastructure um, and, and, and exposing that through an API. And is this just in a certain region or are you guys global? We're global. We're already live in UK, Europe and Singapore. Uh, we'll, we'll be live in the US uh, very, very shortly in the, in the next few weeks. Um, and my plan is to be live in Australia by the end of Q3 or beginning of Q4. Oh, wow. So a bit of an exclusive there for us then, eh? Yeah. So yeah. T- tell us a little, a little bit more about how Rails Bank works. So you said any company could be a fintech. So you, you know, here in Australia, you know, we've got retailers like Coles, Woolworths. Um, yeah. Effectively, they could become, you know, sell financial products like, like they already do, but it's a, you know, from a legacy perspective, a very difficult and timely process of bringing in a partner, getting everything integrated. Yeah, um, I mean, you guys effectively, how, how quickly would you be able to get something like that off the ground? 
Um, well, once we're uh, integrated ourselves to the, infra- to the local infrastructure um, and the local payment infrastructure and, and the card networks, we can stand up a product in a matter of three to four weeks. Um, what? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have uh, a few weeks ago when the uh, pandemic started in the UK, um, one of one of my colleagues was uh, volunteering in South London, um, you know, helping vulnerable people, doing their shopping for them, and uh, all that all that stuff. Um, and and they came across a very simple problem: people were sheltering in house, didn't want or didn't have the ability to physically uh, give money to the volunteers, um, didn't want to share uh, bank accounts for obvious reasons. So how do you make that kind of work? Right. It's not, it's not charity in terms of buying people who can't afford it, but, uh, there, there was that problem of putting money in, in, in the hands of volunteers. And, and mm. what we, uh, soon realized is that we had all the infrastructure to enable us to create a, uh, if you like a, a community account or you know p- p- per street or per group of volunteers oh wow and, and in in that account you put on top of it a couple of cards um and or you can have an account per a vulnerable family and then the the shelter family pays into uh that account however you know 20 quid a, a week or per uh, purchase and then the card is with the volunteer and they go and do the shopping and, and, and job done. And we were able to put cards on the street of uh, South London um, and an app in the Apple Store in eight days. Brilliant. And one of the things that really um, struck me about Rails Bank when I first was introduced to you guys is how kind of accessible and I, I hate to use this term makes sends me insane where people talk about democratizing something in fintech but i think what you you know what rails bank is is presenting is really the opportunity for anybody that has a killer idea that they can get that up and running very very quickly with minimal cost and i think that's kind of a you know the thing that really excites me particularly as we're entering into open banking here in oz Yep. What are some of the kind of success stories that you've had with your clients? I know you, you recently um, launched in Singapore, as an example. Yeah, um, and, and our Singapore client, uh, who's also uh, a strategic investor in us, uh, uh, is a life insurance company called SingLife. And, that, and that's probably uh, one of the most exciting stories to tell because it's, it's truly a first, uh, uh, a first use case in the industry. So we have a life insurance uh, provider who is able to add a, what is for all intents and purposes, uh, a savings account built on top of a life insurance uh, term product to their customers. Um, and, it, and it operates, it's, it's with complete liquidity. It operates like a bank account. You put money in it um, and it drives your life insurance policy, but it also um, gives you uh, back uh, income in terms of interest. And with a debit card on top of it, you can spend that money, um, you know, whenever. And you can also spend the the balance that you have there as well. And that sort of uh, lowers down the uh, life insurance. 
but it solves for insurers a couple of really major uh, problems. One is that insurance have static data, right? You fill up the form when you when you buy insurance. They get everything they want, and then and then they don't see the customer until uh, the customer claims or the um, the policy runs out, right? So it's all dynamic data. Now that you have some ability to spend, um, they have access to more dynamic data, so they learn a little bit more about their customers. It's not obviously their entire financial life, uh, but there's a little bit more information there. And then it's also uh, a customer acquisition tool. And in in a world where uh, interest rates are low, they are able to use the investments that they make as as an insurer, put it back into customers' hands and and provide, again, a a guaranteed income of, of, I think it's Mm. 2.5% up to 10,000 Singapore dollars or something along those lines. but that's something that no bank can offer because they can't yeah. because they cannot afford the, that, that that kind of interest right now. Uh, so you have uh, an acquisition tool that is mm-hmm. very very different from uh, other insurers, and and we managed to do all this for them, and they've managed to uh, provide that to their customers without having to change their regulatory um, stand with uh, with Maz. They're still an insurer; wow. they're, they're not a bank. Yeah. That we're working with a bank in the background. Uh, there's a little bit of a, of a, of a license that we have that uh, sort of uh, supports the whole thing. Um, and, and, and they're still insured. Fascinating. As you said, it's fascinating. It's a first in industry. Um, it's going super, super um, impressive in Singapore um, for all those reasons, right? Because uh, it's, it's, it's something that the banks cannot help. It's new. Um, and um, it's, it's a, uh, you know, a young uh, disruptor in insurance, if you like. Uh, they got one of the uh, one of the actors from Crazy Rich Asians to uh, front their uh, <laughs> ads. Um, um, so you know, they they, they don't take themselves too seriously. We're going to take a quick break now, as I have a shameless plug on the launch of Tier One People FinTech Advisory Services. There's plenty of advisors out there to help you raise capital, but people grow companies, not capital. And over the last four years, we've built a network of some of the very best people in fintech, talent, advisors, investors, and commercial partners. For a monthly subscription model, we'll work with you to get you from seed round to series B. We've designed the service to support and guide founders through the mission-critical hiring decisions and provide access to the expertise, contacts, and partners required for rapid growth. We saved one client $150,000 with a 30-minute phone call. And over the years, we've created millions of dollars of value in partnerships for our clients. If you want to find out more, contact Dexter at tier1people.com. Now, speaking of the festival, it was huge. We touched on this. You and I caught up on the first day. We were talking to each other, and I think we had about 30 seconds to say hi to each other, and we were continually interrupted. There were, I think, 30,000 people there. It was huge, and it was, you know, it was incredible to see um, 
One, I guess, you know, they're just, you know, the, the world converging the, or the fintech world converging there and seeing the huge opportunities in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Now, I contrast that with Australia and it kind of we're, we're not quite there <laughs> to that level yet. So, so what is it that's got you guys excited about Australia that you're planning to launch by the end of 2020? Yeah, it's a, it's a different market, right? And 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 the government support, uh, let's say that, is uh, at a different scale in in Australia. Um, but the market is is bigger, obviously. Um, there's there've always been great ties between the UK and uh, and Australia. So you know the network is 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 bigger, and and we see a lot of similarities in um, in Australia. Um, some of our customers are. Uh, very much interested in expanding their uh, business to Australia. And once we uh, launch, that means that our existing customers in UK, Europe, or Singapore, or wherever they are, um, they can launch and scale in Australia without having to integrate further uh, anything, right? It's the same same APIs, change the uh, currency code, change the country code, and off you go. As simple as that. Um, so, so we're making this, making the market open for uh, for existing customers because because there's demand for that. That's on that's on one side. On, on the on the other side, um, I'm seeing a lot of promise and um, recent development in Australia. Uh, the maturity of, of of the industry is advancing uh, at, at at a high pace. I think we'll see more. Um, Aussie fintechs um, getting to the stage where they are looking outside of Australia as well, uh, and 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 they'll be quicker in doing that, and and we're coming to solve that problem, right? Uh, right. When when you launch in a new country, it doesn't matter if you're coming from the UK to Australia, from Australia to the UK, um, you have to build the same infrastructure again and again and again in every uh, single jurisdiction. We take all that complexity away. Um, and, and again, we expose that in a way in, 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 as a service. So you pay for what you use and not more. Um, and you don't need to uh, provide a lot of upfront investment. Um, and, 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 and most importantly, go to market quick, test, iterate, find a sweet spot, and then scale. Do you want to give us maybe a little bit of background on you know, the founders of Rails Bank and a little bit of the, the kind of journey and the history of the business? Because it's it's quite you know quite significant, really. Yeah, sure. Um, so Rasbank was uh, founded by Nigel Verdon and uh, Clive Mitchell, and these two met each other actually in high school. So it's a, it's a it's a long friendship. It's the second company they're founded together. Uh, for Nigel, it's the third. You know, there's there's a lot of gray hair in 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 the company. Not with Clive, I would say, <laughs> but uh, some, some some of the other uh, team members. There's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of experience in the team. I think that's <laughs> what the what the founders bring and what they were looking for um, as they were building the team. But uh, Nigel's first company evolution uh, in the 1990s was the first to put uh, FX trading on the internet, um, and then that that was sold. His second company was uh, Currency Cloud, and Currency Cloud. At the heart of it, if you like, is uh, is a mini Rails Bank. Uh, I think Rails Bank is, is an extension of the concept that sits behind Currency Cloud, yeah. where 
the infrastructure, uh, the operation, all the boring bits of, of, of dealing with with a financial system, and in currency cloud, it's 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 international uh, money transfers. Currency cloud is dealing with that on behalf of their customers, so all the complexity is, is taken away, and the customers are uh, free to focus on their own customers and the business model and um, and the problem that they're solving. Rails Bank is, if you, like I said, an extension of that across the entire banking infrastructure. So we're looking at, um, we're working with Currency Cloud on FX. We're uh, providing uh, the ability to create bank accounts, cards. Um, we'll bring in insurance, investments, and lending shortly. Firstly, we're expanding into uh, new markets. Great. Um, so here's a, a killer question for you. So one that often gets my uh, guests uh, stuttering. Other than Rails Bank, which fintech has got you excited right now? There's two. One of one of them is 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 is, is my, one of our customers, um, and it's a company called Widestream. They they have a a very clear mission to get rid of uh, payday lending and having employees uh, gain access to their earned wages whenever they want at a very, very low cost. And that's really um, a strong position. It was a strong position before the pandemic. It's even stronger now. And especially when you have a lot of uh, temporary workers um, and, and, and other types of, in different types of uh, contracts within the workforce, there's no reason why everybody should just wait for 30 days to, to get the wages that they are entitled to. So You know what this means though, Shawl, right? Mums everywhere around the world will be seeing their kids less. <laughs> <laughs> For some kids, it might be better. Who knows? Um, but, it, but, it, but, it's, but it's that freedom, right? This is this is really yeah. all about that freedom um, and and having more control uh, with 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 your financial assets. Um, but what we what we did for them is the ability to do that at a very very low cost. Um, so it's a, it's not, they're not lending. They're really giving you your money early. Yeah. And a flat fee of, I think it's pound 75 in, in the UK. That's right. it. No interest. Um, and, and again, that changes the, uh, how people are funding their, uh, day-to-day lives, um, mm. how they're budgeting and, you know, it's, 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 to me, that is stronger than any uh, PFM. One that, that isn't a customer of ours um, and uh, I think is, is about to do some really, really interesting things is Razor. Yeah. Um, and, and the con- so we had, we had Edward on the show a few weeks back. Oh, did you? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's fascinating business. Um, I mean, the, the business And we, itself- we got Neil. Neil Cross is going to be on, I think, in a couple of weeks. Okay, who's sure. there on the advisory board. Be sure to listen to that, um, and, and and that conversion of um, of gaming and finance is is fascinating. And and, and yeah. first, you know, they've got they've built they've. I don't like I don't like the word building a community. I don't think anybody actually builds a community. I think they've found a community there, um, and and, and they found a way to serve a community of gamers. But once you have that community. Um, it's a loyal community. And, yeah, absolutely. And, and the extension of 
providing them with with financial means to achieve whatever it is that they mm. want to achieve in the gaming world because because it's not because it's not about being uh, a bank it's not about providing a bank account this is about uh providing greater free not freedom more ability to transact and do stuff within the environment and community that the mm. customer already is right um those those concerts on Fortnite. the the, ne- the next step is to uh to sell merchandise and then yeah. and then the next step is to you know have a complete economic infrastructure yeah. order my uber eats when i've been gaming for eight hours and haven't eaten <laughs> 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 I mean, uh, straight at the door <laughs> well yeah but you know but you, you can find probably you can probably find the uber uh driver inside Fortnite, because uh, he'll be uh, yeah, he'll, he'll be dressed like one, and 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 instead of killing that guy, you, you just uh, order some food from him, right yeah, there, exactly. right there and there, and and yeah. and, and, and you pay with uh, razor money, Fortnite money, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, uh, un- underlying um, the underneath that all is is fiat, right? Uh, digi- yeah, digital currencies are great. Uh, but it's still fiat money that runs the world, and it's uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess as we as we wrap up, Shawl, um, you know the you, you you're heading over to these shores in the next couple of months. Um, if people wanted to get in touch with Rails Bank. Where can they find out more? Um, online, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm I'm, I'm on Twitter. Yeah, um, and and Rails Bank is uh, just reach out. I'll be happy to talk to anybody about how they launch and scale any financial service in, in, in weeks rather than months. Great. Well, sure. Fantastic to have you on. Um, looking forward to when we can catch up and have, have a beer again and you know, talk fintech. And um, you guys keep safe. Thank you. You too. Look forward to uh, seeing you again. Well, that's the end of the show, folks. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks to our partners, Fintech Australia. Remember to subscribe. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google, and all of your favorite players. And check out the show notes for additional info on our current opportunities. And if you'd like to sponsor the show, or you're looking to hire game-changing fintech talent, check out tier1people.com or contact talent at tier1people.com. <laughs>